0: I'll be home for Christmas is a popular Christmas song. It was written in 1943. And the song has been written from the perspective of a soldier serving overseas during World War II. The soldier is telling his family that he'll be coming home for the holiday and request snow, mistletoe, and presents on the tree, which is kind of a strange way to put it. I don't know if you put presents on your tree we put presents under ours. The 39 words long song, I'll be home for Christmas, ends on a melancholy note with the soldier saying, I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. In 1943, the world was at war, and many Americans were out, Americans, Canadians, British, the world, right? We're out on the battlefields during Christmas. And the song, I'll be home for Christmas, was the best gift for many soldiers who were spending Christmas far from home and from their families. It was a wartime favorite for many of the allies. I'll be home for Christmas. There is no substitute for the presence of someone that you love. To be with them, especially on certain days, on certain holidays. It's interesting to me, and the topic of the, the lesson today is going to be that when the name of Emmanuel was given, it was important for God to let us know it's God with us. He didn't give us a name that would indicate God sees you. He didn't give us a name where he's indicating that God is around or that God's available. He wanted us to know God is with you. I've been privileged to do marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, which is a blessing. Pre-marriage counseling is better than post-marriage, please help us, we're about to kill each other, counseling. Right? Amen. And one of the things that we teach in marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, is what is marriage for? Why do people get married? Well, God designed marriage specifically. God's words, he created Adam first, but he created Eve because he said, it is not good for man to be alone. And all the men said, amen. Right? Right? Isn't it interesting that if you look at scripture through the light of God not wanting us to be alone. That's why he created Eve. That's why he put us together, male and female. That's why he created marriage. That's why he gives us a family. But also when we look at kind of a short little history, if we just kind of give like a verbal history, we're not going to look at all of the verses to prove this. But if we think about, if we think about God wanting to be with us. He created us to be with us. Why are we here? What is the purpose of life? And the purpose of life is to be with God. He wants us to be with him. We had fellowship with God in the garden, Adam and Eve. We lost his fellowship in sin, Adam and Eve, when they sinned. The fellowship was broken. Scripture tells us that he clothed them. He covered up their shame with clothing. By the way, it is shameful to be naked in public. I just need to say that. In this city, especially, help us all. Praise God for clothes. Get some. Amen. By the way, God is the one that invented clothes. Honestly, from Scripture, He's like, He's like, oh no, you guys need to put something on. True, truth. But not just clothing, right? But He instituted sacrifice, animal sacrifice. Someone was arguing with me the other day about how uh, it's a sin to kill animals. The Bible never says that. It never says that. Okay, we shouldn't be abusing them. But the first person, it's not a person, the first death of an animal, God himself is the one that killed an animal for the blood sacrifice. Why did he do that? Why was blood sacrifice involved? There needed to be an innocent victim so that he could Have fellowship with Adam and Eve without the shedding of blood there is no remission or there is no forgiveness of sins if we look at scripture and the story from Genesis to Revelation it is a story of God wanting to be with us wanting to be with us why did God come up with this idea in our human thinking this was preordained this was his plan all along but in our idea why did he come up with the whole idea of the nation of israel and why did he come up with the idea of the tabernacle and all these sacrifices that had to be done and the levitical priesthood and 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 all of these in all of these rituals and the and the 12 tribes well after they went through all of these ceremonies the bible says in the book of exodus That there was a cloud representing the presence of God that came down. And it was God that was with his people. Here at the birth of Jesus Christ, what was the message? That Jesus came to save us from our sins, but that he'll be called Emmanuel, God with us. Meaning in the flesh, God is with us. The Bible says in John 1, let's look at this quickly. John 1. And verse 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Speaking about Jesus Christ, he is the creator God. Verse four, in him was life and the light was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. And then if we go down to verse number 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And look at verse number 14. And the word was made flesh. The word is capitalized. The word word is capitalized. Lagos, right? And that is referring back to verse one, which is talking specifically about who? Jesus Christ. And when it's talking about him, it's describing him. It's saying the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We talked Friday night about um, how Jesus came and he in uh, in Hebrews chapter number two. And verse 17 Says, Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. He dwelt among us. One paraphrase of that verse in John 1 that he dwelt among us was, He moved into our neighborhood. He didn't want to stay so separated from us. He didn't want to be in heaven. He wanted to feel what we feel and become one of us. It's God with us. John 14. John 14 and verse number one. We lost his presence in the garden. He clothed them and instituted sacrifice so they could be with him. The tabernacle was so God could be with them. The birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, is God with us. It says in John 1, he dwelt among us. And next we see he promised a way for us to be with him forever. John 14 and verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there, you may be also. Whether I go, you know, the way you know. We can see here, what is Jesus promising? The promise is, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to deal with your sin. I'm going to rise from the dead. I'm going to provide salvation I'm gonna go back to heaven, why? I'm gonna prepare a place for you, why? So that you can be with me. Do we see the heart of our God? The heart of our God is not an angry, judgmental, harsh, so holy he doesn't want anybody to touch him and he won't possibly make a way for anybody to do that. He is doing everything, His heart is to do everything possible to be with us. Question. Do you want to be with him? Girls may know, and maybe I came across this way when I was trying to get the attention of my future wife. Sometimes guys come across creepy. stalking we barely had the internet back in those days we didn't have social media (sighs) i had all of her outfits memorized it's just the way it is it's the way it's supposed to be brother if you're interested in a girl you're like i know that i can i it she may be so far away that i cannot see the details of her face but i know the way she walks And I know that's her. If she had walked past in the hallway before I would come out in the hallway, I would have been, (sighs) April was here. (laughs) Know the way she smelled. I know her favorite perfume. Boy, was I jealous if anybody gave her a second look. Thankfully, we went to a small college. Didn't have a whole lot of competition, but there was always the threat. Amen. It's the way it's supposed to be. We would go to these big functions sometimes where we would go to other churches and she would be going with her family and I would go too, even though I wasn't technically with her at the moment. Why was I going? I was protecting my love interest. I hadn't convinced her yet. This is all true, I'm not making any of this <laughs> up. And this is all completely true. And she's embarrassed, but she loves this. There's some guy over there that's starting to get a little too close, like a lion stalking through the weeds, catch him in a back corner. Buddy, if you look even twice, they'll never find your body. You understand me? For those listening to the recording, I'm smiling right now, so. (laughs) Do we see that's the heart of our God? Do we realize that he loves us so much he's been stalking us our whole life? He's been stalking us for all of eternity. He had it all. He was in heaven. The attention of celestial, I mean, we love it when we get a little praise. Hey, good job on that. (gasps) Man, right? Again, some girl tells a guy, oh, I like that shirt. He'll wear that shirt every day for the rest of his life. Watch it, please. (laughs) A little bit of attention. And here's Jesus. He had the attention of angels. No one could give more attention and glory better than a being created to do that, a perfect being created to do that. And angels were giving him glory. And he was with the Father. But who did he long to be with? us. Christmas is a love story. (laughs) Christmas is a love story. He wants to be with us. Let me show you a verse. Look at uh, Ephesians 2. So there's a bunch of them that sound similar. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. They're all kind of like, they're in this little chunk. So Ephesians starts with the letter E, Ephesians. Ephesians 2. Look at verse number seven, and we'll back up. We're going to read verse seven first, then we'll backtrack a little bit because I want to see how much our God loves us. And that's really, this is the sermon today. It's like, oh, are you going to challenge us? You know what? It's challenging to me to see how much God wants to be with me. It's challenging because I'm not like that with him. Not like I should be. Do you want to be with him? We should want to want to be with him. We should want to spend time with him. Why should we live the Christian life to be with him? Why should we come to church to be with him? Why should we not do the things, the sinful things that the world is doing? Not everything the world does is sin. Amen. Right? Stand up. Paddleboarding to me, looks really silly. I've never tried it, but it looks kind of dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's amazing. Oh, pastor, I'll try it. Okay? But just because unbelievers do it doesn't mean that it's automatically wicked. It may be dumb, like stand-up <laughs> paddleboarding. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I'm just teasing. I'm having a little fun. But why should we not do the sinful things that everybody else does? Because we want to be with him we want to be with him being with christ does not mean that we just live inside of the four walls of our house and we never go outside we never do anything fun we never have any adventures we never we never uh, go and try a new restaurant or we 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 no longer uh, experience creativity with art or with music or it that it doesn't mean any of that some some people want to say well if you want to be with god you've got to be like the monks of old I don't want to be an old monk. Amen. He created us to have this adventurous spirit to experience life, to enjoy, to have fun and to travel and, and try new foods and be a little too adventurous and get sick. Oh my goodness. Why did I, why did I, why did you let me eat that? Jesus wanted to come here. To earth. He made us this way. But there are sins that we should not commit. Why? Even though they may be pleasurable to the flesh. Because we want to be with him. It's not worth it to sacrifice the relationship. Well, you know, I go to that church and they're conservative and they have these rules. That's not the reason to do things. That's not the reason to do or not do things pastor's going to find out and it'll be bad. Well, maybe I will find out. Maybe it will be bad. But the concern should be God's going to see me and it's going to cost me some time on my relationship with the Lord. When I see how much he wants to be with me, it challenges my heart. We'll just go through Ephesians 2. Just a few of the verses, and then we'll be done for today. Ephesians 2, verse 6 and 7. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Talking about spiritually. Okay, we'll talk about this in a moment. But look at verse 7. That in the ages to come, that in the ages to come, in the future, in heaven, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Pastor, why are we on this earth? Why are we alive? Verse 7. Why did why is there Christmas? Because of verse 7. Why is there salvation? Because of verse 7. Why is there the resurrection? Because of verse seven. What does verse seven mean? He wants to be with us. We were traveling tomorrow. Pray for us. We'll pray for you guys as well. You're traveling. If you're not traveling, we're not going to pray for you. That's what I meant. Just kidding. Isn't it so much fun to get somebody a present and watch them open it? I love that. I was, I'm telling you what, I'm going to, I'm walking around Sherway Mall, begging God, God, please give me, give me some magical insight into something that I can get my wife where she's going to, oh, you know how girls do. Some guys do. And they give you that look, a little tear. It's like, oh, that's so worth it. Just give me a tear. It means so much when you found the perfect gift, right? And I'm in Indigo, this big bookstore, lost as can be, praying for guidance. Lord, I'm laying hands on all the books. God, is it this one? I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I'm looking. I'm looking. She said something about a cookbook. Okay, I'm looking. at. There are some weird cookbooks out there. I'm just going to say that. Weird. And she says, uh, "Give me a cookbook." So I'm looking and I'm thinking, "This is going to be the one." This, I think, this is going to be the one. I'm thinking, I like the pictures. That's how you determine if it's a good cookbook. (laughs) If the pictures are awful, maybe, maybe you just don't want to look at it after it's cooked. (laughs) Maybe it's not that great. God cannot wait until we get to heaven. He looks at at death completely different than we look at it. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. You're here. You're finally here. Look, let me show you what I've been preparing for you for the last million years. I mean, if it takes me a good 35 minutes in the mall to hunt down the perfect Christmas cookbook. And even then, there's always a little bit of doubt. She did love it, by the way. Imagine what he's doing for us. I go to prepare a place for you. God, why am I here? Because in the ages to come, he can show his kindness and his grace in Christ Jesus towards us. We don't even understand how awesome it's going to be. We don't even have any idea how great it's going to be. This life is not meaningless. What you're going through is not meaningless. The life of faith is not meaningless. And the, the way that it all begins to focus and make sense is when we realize that there is a purpose beyond this life. And God is in complete control. He's preparing something, listen, that is so incredible, it is impossible for our human minds to comprehend it. That's what scripture teaches us. It's not just going to heaven. It's being with him. It's being with him. Chapter two, verse one, and you hath he quickened. Quickened means made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Why did he come? So that we could have spiritual life. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Bible says in Isaiah that our sins have separated us from our God. Why did he come? Why Emmanuel to separate us from our sins? To lift the stain of our sin, our guilt and our shame off of our soul so that we could be with him. To bring us alive. He wants us to communicate to him. Verse two, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So much rich doctrinal truth in this passage. He doesn't want anything separating us from his presence. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you. He wasn't even content to save us and leave us saved over there. He says, no, I'm going to give my comfort of the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you. Do we see over and over and over and over again? He wants to be with us. He wants to be with us. He wants us to have victory. Why am I saying this? For a couple of things, for a couple of reasons. One, have you been separated from your sin? Have you been brought to life spiritually by trusting in Christ as your savior? Why did he come? To give us victory over sin. To give us victory over that which separates us from God. So many times I've heard people want to call everything God. They want to call nothing God. They want to claim any religion. There is one way to God. Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's what Jesus said. We have to trust in Christ. Second of all, how's your relationship with the Lord? This is something we can all work on. Our relationship with the Lord is not just Bible reading and prayer, it's also the choices that we make in life. Because my choices, even though I'm praying and even though I'm reading the Bible, If my choices are walking away from him and away from the path he wants me to live in life, I'm going to have separation from him. And he is life. He is joy. He is peace. It's not religion. We're not choosing a religion. We're choosing a relationship. How's your relationship? How's your relationship with the Lord? When I was pursuing April, I do think that there were some times that she would avoid me on purpose just to see me suffer. She enjoyed it. She was testing me. Let's not do that to the Lord. Let's not do that to the Lord. Because when we're separated from him in our relationship and we're going on the wrong path, it does hurt him but it really hurts us, it really hurts us. Everybody bow your heads please, close your eyes.